All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a Wednesday, I should say Wednesday, November 30th edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We're streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, as well as, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. He's former NHL netminder, current Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna. Mike, what a way to close out November, a 17-goal game we had last night in the NHL, a broadcaster going off and fat-shaming a player, and really some quality other games and lots to dig into. Yeah, and the Coyotes are closer to getting a new arena. I can't think of anything more that's going on in the league right now. Oh, man, it was a pretty wild Tuesday evening we saw. Yeah, let's uh, unpack it all. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. And let's start with that wild 17-goal affair in case you missed it. Late last night in the East, if you were sleeping, Seattle Kraken 9, Los Angeles Kings 8. It was 3-3 after 1, 8-6 after 2. And it ends up, of course, in overtime, the 17 goals scored. That's only the 12th time in the last 35 years in the NHL that that's happened and hit that many goals in a single game. If you had the over, you were sleeping pretty comfortably after one last night. And it's one of those games, when you look at it, Mike, wow, I mean, lots of different points uh, piled up by a number of different players. But when you slice it all down, what do you see from that game? And if you're the goalies in net, uh, specifically Martin Jones, what are you feeling? Well, not very good after the game. You just allowed eight, but you're thankful that you at least won. I mean, we saw a cornucopia of plays across the board that how many of these should end up in the net? Was the goaltending great? No. Was the defensive coverage great? No. Uh, Jonathan Quick lasted five goals. I think if you're Martin Jones, 
you just look at it this and go, man, I'm glad that one is over. Because sometimes, Frank, these games take on a life of their own for the players, for the for everybody involved. And you're on the bench and it starts going back and forth. It's 5-6, six, 6-5. Six, I've been in those games um, and you can just never predict what's going to happen next. It's tough to make a save. Jones was the first goalie since 1991 to allow eight goals in a game and come out victorious. And I mean, for me, I think, Frank, it's just all boils down to this. It was a great call from John Forslund, the most unusual night you'll ever see. And I think in 2022, to see a game with 17 goals, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty wild. I mean, Kevin Fiala and Jordan Eberle, each with four-point nights, 23 different players of the 36 skaters that were on the ice registered at least one point. What does this do for the Kraken, who have now beaten the Kings in three games to start the season? What does that do for them in the standings? Well, I mean, the Kraken now, you look at where they're headed to. Like, this team is looking more and more like a playoff club, at least in terms of their wins and their points. But, Frank, can they really do it defensively? I've had questions about it. I said yesterday in my goalie matchup that on uh, daily faceoff, I had quick against Jones. I thought this was going to be a high-scoring game. Um, so I I guess I was prophetic. <laughs> but um, A goalie matchup of a different that. kind. Right, right. Like an exciting one at that. I just think, though, that Seattle is – pretty resilient they're finding ways like the names of people that are putting points up Burakovsky had another two goals Maddie Beneers on a point streak McCann Eberly. there's players on Seattle that are performing at a really high level here Frank if they can tighten up defensively I, I think this is looking like a playoff team we just need to see it down the stretch yeah, I'm just not convinced with the teams that are behind them in the Pacific Division and also really the lack of star power that the Kraken have. They have one that's growing into becoming a star in Matty Beneers. He's a fantastic yeah. player, but he's not a star just yet, even though he's on the path. And I, I think they're kind of missing that up front in addition to some of the um, deficiencies that you're talking about defensively. Let's talk about another game that ended in overtime last night, and that would be for controversy of a different reason. The Carolina Hurricanes knocked off the Pittsburgh Penguins at PPG Paints Arena, and it was controversial because of this hit right here that ended up leading to the goal. Uh, the Penguins calling the hit dangerous, saying that uh, the hit from behind was certainly not warranted. Uh, there was no penalty called on the play. And Mike, what strikes me about how weird the sequence was, was that the Penguins just kind of stopped playing. Do you, have you ever seen mm -hmm. that happen before, especially in overtime where it's like, there's a game going on here. And although you might've not liked the hit, you got to keep playing. Yeah, and I've, I've seen players go for retribution previously, uh, but not to allow a two-on-o going the other direction, Frank. To me, the real culprit of this is that Pittsburgh had too many men on the ice prior to this hit. Jeff Petrie hopped on early for Brian Dumoulin, and then when Rust skated back towards the Penguins' net, you can see he kind of freaks out because he sees two other black and yellow jerseys. And that's what makes him stop and think for a split second and opens him up to that hit by Jarvis. And, I mean, I've watched the hit over and over again. Like, it wasn't a great hit because Jarvis did make contact from behind, but he's going through the to the puck. He's trying to get the puck first and foremost, and then Russ turns. So, like, if you're the Penguins, you've got to be aware of three on three, and especially if you're Jeff Petrie, like, you're a defenseman. You're supposed to be the last line of defense. Dumoulin's just come off, and you're at the blue line. you got to be aware that if you go after Jarvis, you're opening your team up to that type of scoring chance if there's no call or whistle. It's an all-in play. And I know teammates appreciate it, but you like two points better than you do trying to attack a player after a game.
Yeah, you can see Mike Sullivan, the Penguins coach, is absolutely incensed after this hit. I'm with you. Like, of all the hits that we've seen that have been questionable at times, like, this one is borderline, but it's certainly not anywhere yeah. near among the most egregious that we've seen to think that play is going to absolutely grind to a halt. Fair or unfair? I agree. I, I just think that this, was, this wasn't a good hit, okay? Like, Jarvis has definitely got a responsibility not to hit somebody with their letter with the numbers facing them but rust isn't along the boards when it first starts to occur and he goes through the puck it's just he also like you gotta him. keep playing yeah like you gotta keep playing like i was this a, pen, a penalty that or could jarvis had been penalty penalized i can't speak today absolutely i think this could have been a penalty but you got to put that on the referees and keep playing the game you can't it's just like if a goalie you think the goalie's got the puck covered frank and you stop playing and you find out it's free it's the same thing to me play until the whistle Another point lost for the Pittsburgh Penguins, who could absolutely use them as they chase down a team like Carolina, who has a three-point edge in the Metropolitan Division standings. Let's talk about the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Their induction ceremony goes tonight in Minnesota, November 30th, to close out. Uh, you know, it, it's a Hall of Fame, Mike, class that um, doesn't receive a lot of love in terms of the notoriety. It's not the same as going into uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, but still equally as impressive of an honor for your career. And, and this is quite a class when you look at it. Uh, the first ever disabled athlete in Steve Cash going into the Hall of Fame. You've got the Lamoureux twins, uh, who were such huge pillars for U.S. women's hockey and really led that program through some of the glory years. Ryan Miller in net, and you can speak to his impact, but Jim mm -hmm. Johansson wanted to give a little love to him as well. Um, JJ was such a big part of everything that happened at USA Hockey for the last couple decades before his still shocking and untimely passing. And I thought Brian Burke, who was the GM of the 2010 Olympic team that was oh so close to beating Canada uh, for the gold medal in Vancouver. He told a story to NHL.com's Mike Morial, who basically he relayed the fact that after the Crosby golden goal goes in, Everyone's sort of sitting around um, talking about how unbelievable the game was and still trying to digest the U.S. loss. And there, you know, Brian Burke tells the story all the time of him walking into that locker room after the game saying, I, to the video coach, even before they were going out to get their medals, I need to see that play again. I need to see it over and over and over again to understand exactly what Sidney Crosby did and where he put that puck. And as they were still digesting it over a beer after the game, there was Jim Johansson in the locker room helping the equipment managers tape up sticks, mm -hmm. saying, hey, we've got guys going back to NHL teams on the first flight out at 6 a.m. tomorrow. We need to help them get prepared so they can go back to their team. He said, we're still all trying to figure out what just happened. And he's moving on to the next thing, just trying to help the equipment manager as the guy who's in charge of the entire operation says a lot about Jim Johansson, says a lot about his impact on USA Hockey over the last number of years. If you haven't read Mike Morial's story on NHL.com, urge you to do so about Jim Johansson, someone that we still miss. And certainly from the players that spoke in the piece, Patrick Kane and many other stars had a big impact on their careers and their um, interest in playing hockey as well. Uh, Johansson had time for everybody, Frank. I remember in 2013, he called me to ask if I could play for the U.S. team at the World Championships. And I had to decline because my first daughter was set to be born right in the middle of it. And I told Jim, I've never wanted to do anything more in my career than wear the wear the U.S. jersey. This is tops on my list, but I can't miss this. And then a couple of years later in 2017, he called me again and said, hey, Mike, I remembered what you said. Um, 
and I don't know what your contract status is yet because it was ahead of free agency that summer. And he said, but we're putting you on the testing list for the Olympic team. Uh, we want to make sure that you have some interest and know what could be possible. And it blew me away that he remembered that conversation first off. And I was incredibly honored to, to even be in the mix there. Um, and I talked to my friend, Nick Petraglia, who has done a lot of stuff with USA Hockey, Frank. And he said that you wouldn't find anybody who was more beloved and respected within USA Hockey. And he has his fingerprints all over how hockey has grown in the United States and just a truly top shelf, humble, genuine human being, Jim Johansson. Well said. And if you haven't gotten a chance to visit the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame in the small town of Eveleth, Minnesota, please get out and do so. It's actually a really cool stop along the hockey trail. Also, some news coming from Tempe, Arizona on Tuesday evening. A Tempe City Council meeting was held, and City Council voted 7-0 in favor of having the Coyotes move forward with their arena proposal. Uh, a big win for the Coyotes, but they're not there quite yet in terms of getting uh, really putting steel and shovels in the ground yet for their arena in Tempe, their permanent home, as they're playing temporarily now at the Arizona State's University's uh, Mullet Arena. But in this case, they're facing a May 16th referendum in which the public can come out and vote and decide once and for all whether or not Tempe decides to move forward with this bold proposal that includes $2.1 billion in bonds that must be sold. These are unrated bonds, meaning that um, it's a little bit of a tougher sell for some larger corporations and entities that might pile money into uh, something like this. So still certainly some risk and some ways to go, but this is good news for the Coyotes in Arizona. Definitely. I mean, it shows that the Tempe City Council is seemingly behind this proposal. I mean, it you got a chance to turn a landfill into a landmark, like they've said. That's a good deal, I think, and it'd be a great, uh, obviously, win for the Coyotes. But, you know, these types of things, Frank, it, it's these public-private partnerships, when they get together, like, you look at the amount of money that's going to come out of the public, it's 209 to $229 million public money when it comes to roads and other things. Uh, that's a lot on top of the bonds that you're talking about included in that $2.1 So you can never really tell how taxpayers are going to go. But I think across the board in hockey, we're all hoping this works out because the Coyotes have agreed with this deal. Um, Gary Bettman said that there would be they'd bring an all-star game. They'd bring a draft out to Arizona. Of course, no kidding, Gary. Who wants to come out to Arizona in the middle of winter? I think just about everybody. Um, but the key piece here, Frank, there's a 30-year non-relocation non agreement that the Coyotes are willing to sign when this deal gets done. It is a permanent home for this club and one that should be a home run if Tempe gets it done. I think we all in hockey just have to hope that the, the taxpayers and the voters agree with it. Yeah, and a big reason why this team has remained in the desert for so long has been the support of the NHL. And that support was on display again on Tuesday evening. The NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, as well as Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, flew out specifically just for the city council meeting to speak there and then also hold a media availability after before then getting on a plane back to New York and getting home, I think, around 3 a.m. local time when it was all said and done. Big move for the NHL to be there. And Gary Bettman, of course, also handled himself quite well when dealing with some protesters outside of the city council meeting. <laughs> Take a listen. Playboy, say no to hockey in Tempe. Tell you what, how about we have a discussion? Please, okay? Please, protect essential employees. Give me a few minutes with the media and we can talk all you want. Thank you. Okay, that was good. Good job. Your question. Your confidence. 
the NHL commissioner handling himself quite well against protesters saying, hey, how about we talk about this one-on-one -on -one after I get done speaking to the media? Love to see that. Let's get to Ryan Pinder to talk Calgary Flames and Matthew Kachuk's return. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That's right. Pleased to welcome to Daily Face Off Live Ryan Pinder of. Barn Burner, which you can see every weekday, Monday to Friday, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time, alongside Dean Boomer Molberg and the Redster himself, Rhett <laughs> Warner, talking all things Calgary Flames and just about everything else. This segment is delivered by DoorDash. Ryan, got to talk. I uh, want to ask you, what do you make of the reception that Matthew Kachuk got a standing ovation uh, when his tribute video, the return video, was played, a chance to thank the fans, but also a healthy amount of booze the first time he touched the puck when he was back at the Dome for the first time, this time as a member of the Florida Panthers. Did fans get it right? I think they nailed it, to be honest, Frank. I, I think you're, you want the player to do well, but not tonight. That was the gist of what uh, I took from that. It was a huge amount of applause for him during the tribute that they had at the stoppage. He was on the ice. He recognizes the fans, big standing O, and then continually touches the puck the next shift. Booze, laughter, fans understanding the irony of cheering and booing the same guy within, you know, seconds, and then more booze as he kept touching it. And I think that kind of, that, that, that suits Calgary fans, and I think that's the way that made sense here. He was a great Calgary flame. He didn't screw them. He was honest with them. And to be fair, they... They want him to do well. They they liked what he did as a flame. He was a one of the highest picks in franchise history. Had a great run with the Flames. Be great, just not tonight, you jerk. Right? That was kind of the gist. <laughs> I think he probably embraced it. I mean, knowing Kachuk's style, I'm sure he expected to hear some of those boons, boos, and that you know really it means you're loved. It means that you did a good job while you were there and appreciated. And yeah, they're they're mad you left. Um, what's with this Flames team though? Okay, like they've been so Jekyll and Hyde. They haven't been able to score on the road. You know, goaltending's been hit or miss. And and obviously there was a lot of roster turnover this offseason. But can a team really just 
be out of sync two months into the season? Is it as simple as that, or is there more to it? Well, I think if I asked you what a Daryl Sutter hockey team would look like, people can close their eyes and know what that is. They haven't really looked like one for a lot of their opening quarter of the season. So last night, maybe a step in the right direction, but then also they got up 3 nothing early, and it's kind of like, well, you can kind of throw out the results after 3 nothing, you know, hockey being what it is. But I, I would suggest goaltending will be better, and maybe Vladar gets a bit of a run here. Mike, I'd love your thoughts on the tandem. Uh, but more than that, there's been just egregious, sloppy turnovers and, and dumb mm-hmm. plays in their own zone. That I would expect to see less of. Is this going to be a high-octane offense? No. But this is probably a team that you should expect to be amongst the best at goals against, shots against, and penalty kill. And they really haven't been to this point of the season. That's where this team has to improve. And to be fair, aside from Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin, all the other defensemen have been moving around, churning with different bodies. They've missed three, of their, missed three of their top six at times this year. They've gone all the way down to nine on the depth chart for defense. They're finally getting healthier there. If they could get an Oliver Shillington back, that wouldn't hurt. But I don't know that anyone's counting on that. That's a huge mystery at this point where he's at, if there's any sort of timeline for his return or not. Uh, but I, I would expect to see them look more like a Daryl Sutter team moving forward. And through 20, they haven't. But Uyghurs moving in the right direction, as is Huberto. And I don't think there's any concern about Kadri. Ryan, I think it would be great for the Flames to get some clarity on Shillington. And I think they're hoping to get some of that in the next couple of weeks here to really figure out what this defense core looks like moving forward. But behind the defense, I wanted to ask about... Dan Vladar, and I thought it was really curious to me coming back off a long road trip. Vladar gets the start. I think it was his third in the last four games. He looked pretty good and made some really key saves, I think, especially on some quality chances in the first period to keep the Flames in front. What do you make of the decision to go with Vladar to kick off this long homestand? And could you see an extended run for him as Jacob Markstrom has faltered a bit this season? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, and it wasn't surprising to see him go. He's been the better goalie the last couple weeks. That road trip, he was better than Markstrom. Markstrom has got a little bit better, but there's just that one a game that leaves you thinking, geez, like, is this the guy that finished second in Vesna voting? How can that be? Uh, But I don't think it's a bad thing for Markstrom or Sutter. If you can get good goaltending, ride a hot hand, and get rest and an ultra-motivated Markstrom, that might be the best thing for this team in in the long run. And I I would argue the best season Markstrom's had wasn't necessarily last year where he had all those shutouts early and then was okay down the stretch. It was when he had a more of a platoon type setup with Thatcher Demko in Vancouver, his final year there. The I guess the pandemic altered season there, but that was sensational stuff in front of a or behind a bad blue line, in my opinion. That that might be his best year. And it wasn't loading him up with all the starts. It was competition. So I think this could work really well for the Flames. And I, I think it took a while for Daryl to trust Dan Vladar. He only had, what, six games in the NHL before last year. but And it went like months, like over a month between starts at one point last year. But I think he's there now. He's performed well enough. They really like him internally in their goaltending department. Why not let him have a run? If he wants to be great and string some wins together, they'll take it at this point. Yeah, I think wins was the key stat that you just mentioned. That was just Vladar's second win of the season coming last night. And for a guy that uh, had only won despite playing pretty well, uh, that's the critical stat for the Flames moving forward as they've got some catch-up work to do in the Pacific Division standings. Thanks so much to Ryan Pinder for this week's edition of the All 32 to talk Calgary Flames. As mentioned, you can watch Barn Burner Monday to Friday, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. They follow us immediately. Head on over to 
the Nation Network YouTube channel if you haven't already and hit the subscribe button. Thanks to Ryan for this All32 delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo code there at the bottom of your screen. Game Day 25 gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order of $15 or more on the DoorDash app. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. Thanks, Pender. See you guys. Thanks. All right, Mike, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO. And after the Winnipeg Jets shut out the Colorado Avalanche by a 5-0 score on Tuesday evening, my question to you is this. Does Connor Hellebuck need to win the Vezina Trophy in order for the Jets to win the Central? Oh, I tell you, I went back and forth. I'm going to say no. Uh, because I think the Jets, they've been an okay team, and Hellebuck has unquestionably outperformed what they've been able to accomplish internally just as as, as a forward scoring unit. Um, but I think realistically there's only one goalie out of 32 that wins the Vezina. I think if Connor Hellebuck's even a finalist for it, the Jets could potentially challenge. It's going to be tough, though, with Colorado coming. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I think for Connor Hellebuck with uh, the Jets team that is, a sh I think, a solid team, and we've all liked the way this team has been put together based on you and I on our projections for mm -hmm. that team and expectations last season, which they did not fulfill. But the thing that stands out from last season is that Connor Hellebuck wasn't very good, wasn't himself, yeah, and was, was okay. probably hard on himself. So he wasn't up to the Hellebuck Vezina level standard. I think he finished with a 908 save percentage last year. If he's in that territory again, I don't think the Jets make the playoffs this year, despite how well they've started. And if he continues at 925, 928, if he's in the 930s and he's winning that Vezina, then I think they've got a great shot to do so. So I'm going to say yes, Hellebuck needs to win the Vezina in order for the uh, the Jets to win the Central. Let's get to our daily faceoff points bet daily bet segment with Tyler Remchuk and Tyler uh, a perfect night where'd this come from Frank it was a perfect three for three last night so it feels good to uh, finally win one so let's hope we can keep that rolling this evening and a pretty short NHL slate but our friends at points bet Canada have all the odds up and let's start with that matchup at the bottom I love the Oilers in this game they are plus 110 on the puck line in Chicago Pretty much all they've been doing is lose by two or more goals. They have failed to cover that puck line in six of their last seven games. I like Edmonton to extend their winning streak to three games and cover the puck line in the process. I also have a couple of props for this evening, and I'm heading out to the Detroit versus Buffalo game. I like Alex Tuck to pick up an apple. The payout is very good at plus 135. He's hit this in three of his last five games with two multi-assist games in that span as well. He's got 12 and 22 games on the season. And while the Sabres haven't been winning a lot, they actually have been scoring a lot. So I like Alex Tuck on that Sabres top line to pick up an apple. And to wrap things up, yes, I do have another shot prop. The payout on this one is not great. But it's an auto bet for me right now. And it's Dylan Larkin over two and a half shots on goal. He's crushing this thing. Hit it in four of his last five. Hit it in nine of his last ten as well. I like Larkin to go to over two and a half shots this evening as my third and final play, Frank. Tyler, the shot prop king. I don't know if I agree with taking Larkin at minus 190 there. A pretty hefty price, but uh, we'll see if it pays off for him. Coming off of a perfect night, hard to doubt him. Mike, that brings us to garbage time. And usually I cede the floor to you, but in this case, wanted to take it myself because I'm so tired of hearing Boston Bruins broadcaster 
Jack Edwards continue to talk. Take a listen for his latest gem, if you want to call it that, on Tuesday night during a key matchup for the Boston Bruins against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Listed 238 pounds. That was day one of training camp. I got a feeling he's had a few more pieces between then and now. Yeah, that's before pregame. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fasting. <laughs> Chris. Inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is like four hours without a meal. <laughs> but hey, three cups in a row, who can argue with his formula? As if Jack Edwards throwing in the disclaimer at the end, oh, three Stanley Cups, uh, who's to argue with his formula? Like, that's going to save him. By the way, it's not inadvertent fasting. It's called intermittent fasting. Not sure if Jack Edwards knew that. But in this case, why? That's my big question. We have a game going on, a, a fantastic game between two division rivals with a lot on the line, and you want to make fun or fat shame a three-time Stanley Cup winner who's a professional athlete. So I, I had the, the, as I mentioned this on Twitter earlier today, the social media Illuminati coming after me saying, oh, you must feel seen as someone who's overweight and, and has gray hair. Like, okay, yeah, like that means anything to me. My point is, this is unnecessary. This is the same guy in Jack Edwards that had the he crashed harder than Hobie Baker line from however long ago. He should have been gone then. He's way past his point of expiration now. Move on. Jack Edwards, go do something else. Go home, Jack. You actually sounded drunk in the clip. Uh, I just think about Patrick Waugh and Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> the famous clip of, oh, you know, I couldn't hear what he said because I had my Stanley Cup ring plugging my ear. That's all I can think about. I mean, Frank, I've known Pat for a long time, and I know how hard he's had to work to get where he is and continue to work to be there. Um, if you've ever seen him train, if you've ever seen him skate in the summer, the guy's an absolute animal in what he does, and he's earned those Stanley Cups. Not only has he earned it, but as you mentioned, he's also struggled with his weight his entire life. This is nothing new. Mm -hmm. This rolls off of him like water off of a duck's back, just like it would me. But if you're calling a professional athlete fat, how does someone else – sitting at home that is actually overweight feel when they hear something like that. For whatever reason, we've had this sort of awakening in 2022, and I'm not here to be a woke broadcast or anything like that, and certainly not into cancel culture, but it seems like weight discrimination is the last acceptable form of discrimination out there where people don't bat an eye at it, and I'm just tired of it. It was an unnecessary jab during a game when you could have gone in a million different directions, but I expect nothing less from Jack Edwards, who just time and time again seems to throw any sort of uh, moral standing out the window because whether it's yelling at a player to get up more on or something like that after a play, he only knows to call the game one way, and I just think we're way beyond that. Let's uh, let's move on to something different. So that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. I'll step off of my soapbox now. Thanks to Ryan Pinder. Thanks to Tyler Uremchuk, as well as Mike McKenna, and our head of production, Alex Lahr. We'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Thursday. You know where to find us. Until then, have a great day, and enjoy the four-game slate tonight, everyone. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.